Murders, mysteries, unexplained stories, and our family's crazy opinions on them all. Join us now. The Family School of Thought is in session. Okay, welcome everybody to uh, one more week of the Family School of Thought. How's everybody doing today? Good. Hello, hello. Yes, I can see from your light, your window, that it's nice and bright outside. Sunny still. What's the weather like today? Uh, it was like 50 degrees, sunny, really nice. I am wearing a sweater, but that's just because uh, I want to. Right. It was in the, was it in the 50s here today? In Michigan? It was 68 degrees. Wow. Yeah. It so it was warmer there than it is here. So yeah, right. we yeah. had the doors open at work. Yeah. <laughs> we had the yeah. doors open here all day. Yeah. yeah. We were outside wow. without coats. Yes. Yeah. It was heaven here. Yeah. I do find it uh, like funny just because I'm from Michigan, so I know what like really, really cold weather is like. Um, but even today, like it was 50 degrees and I saw so many people in like snow parkas and I'm like, okay, oh my gosh. <laughs> it's not that bad. <laughs> you know, I was like kind of hot in my you know, sweater. Odin, I mean, Jordan did the same thing when he moved to Texas, you know, it was the same way you know but now he freezes just like all the yeah. rest of oh yeah so I'm, I'm sure, sure if i went back to michigan i'd be cold but yeah but well matt was like that too when he moved to michigan from arizona he when we first started hanging out and dating he wore long johns under all of his clothes i think even in the summertime <laughs> yeah. it was always so cold wow but you you, you get yeah. used to the climate and you know, mm-hmm. we think 60 and 50 degrees is warm, but, you know, for you guys, because you're 100 and something degrees and you drop down to 70, that's cold for you guys. No, 100 degrees is really I mean, hot here. For Jordan. Yeah. yeah. Well, I know it's still hot for you, but Jordan used to say that until, I mean, he, I think he's finally just now feeling the temperatures like he should. Okay, Jesse, tell us a fun fact. Yes, so our mental floss amazing facts calendar. Um, today's fact in the Victorian age, bag o mystery was a slang word or a slang term. Can you guys try to guess what the slang term was for? Bags of bags of mystery. Yeah, bag of mystery. I'm going to guess a dead body. I think this one's. Yeah. Yeah, it's not a dead body. Oh. I, I was thinking a dead cat in a bag or something. Like that, <laughs> well, I guess could be. <laughs> it makes sense in today's in today's society. Well, so, so. skeleton bones in a bag. No, it's a slang term for sausage. Oh. For what? A bag of sausage. Oh. Hot dogs. Yeah. Sausage. That's exactly why Dad doesn't bag like hot dogs. <laughs> God. You never know. Back in Victorian times, they had hot dogs? Not really. I don't think they were hot dogs. I think they were more sausages. Yeah. But, yeah. You just funnel it through. Uh, put it uh, in the meat grinder. It could be a human body. You never know. Yeah, no telling what they put in it back then. Okay. That's not a fun fact. <laughs> well, it, I never said they were fun. They're amazing. Things. Oh, amazing. 
Okay. All right, Cass, how about a song for us? All right. So today's song is a little bit on the sadder side. Um... just keeps going like that so i won't do too long um um uh, no, that's a great song it was great one song. of my favorite songs at one point it is all of my I love had a real attachment to that song for a reason too at one point in my life but yeah oh okay uh <laughs> this is all of my love by led zeppelin um and it does so it is uh it's it was i guess released and popularized as being a love ballad but it is not uh-huh. it is actually a tribute song to um robert plant the lead singer of led zeppelin his uh young son um carrick who died while they were on tour in 19 in 1977 um and it just all it says is it was from a a fluke stomach virus um it was very sudden oh, wow um and so, yeah, this is actually a song that Robert Plant wrote for his young son after he died. Um, so it's just, it's not really creepy. It's more sad than anything. Um, but it is just kind of creepy that people see it as a love ballad when it's, a, you know, a tribute to right. a dead child. Yeah, I never knew that. I actually oh. got that um, eight-track set <laughs> tape for a gift from somebody for that song, you know, but back in the day, then didn't relate it that way. I relate it differently. <laughs> well, now, you know, <laughs> don't give it to anybody as a love ballad. Yeah. But that's my Led Zeppelin ballad. was a great group though. Yes, they are. Do you ever um, listen to from Bay City. Greta Van Fleet. Uh, I love Greta Van Fleet. Yeah, right. Yeah, they sound a lot like Led Zeppelin. They, to me. they get a lot of criticism for sounding exactly like Led Zeppelin, but I think it's so Uh-oh. funny that, yeah, like I think it's so funny that the people who are complaining about the fact that they sound like Led Zeppelin are the same people who would complain about, oh, today's music doesn't sound like it did back in the day when Led Zeppelin was, <laughs> you know, and so it's always like right. funny, like, well, do you well, want it to sound like sound that? Like or... That. Yeah, they they constantly get compared to Led Zeppelin. But I do love them. And they're not from Bay City. They're from Frankenmuth, actually. And they're named oh, after really? a woman who lives in Frankenmuth. Um, Michelle. You know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. That works. Yeah. Somehow she's got connections to that group. Like, she knew them when they were just playing in a garage. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm and, sure a lot of people. They played at some some parties that she had done. And stuff. Yeah. Yep. Okay. All right. Cass, I believe you're up this week. Oh, yeah. I am. I am up this week. So, this is kind of a topic that we all really like and people we all really know. Um, because it is the two most famous ghost and demon hunters in America. Married couple, Ed and Lorraine Warren. Yeah. 
Wow. Awesome. Oh, I'm excited for that. Yeah. Well. No, you're off camera, right, Jess? Yes, I oh. had to make an emergency move. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Ed and Lorraine Warren were bo- uh, Ed was born in September of 1926, and Lorraine was born in January of 1927. They were married. Uh, at, in 1945, after they met when they were 16 years old. And they were married all the way until Ed died in 2004. Um, and then later Lorraine died in 2019, just recently. And so, once they got married, they actually were just... They made a career of landscape paintings. They just painted landscapes. Um, and oh, this, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, and this actually led into them becoming uh, ghost hunters because they would start to go to famous haunted houses in the area and paint these houses and then basically give the owner of the house the painting in exchange for a story of what is like what happens in the house. Why is it haunted? And they did this for about five years um, before they started um their New England Society of Psychic Research or Nesser Nes Nesper in 1952. Um and Lorraine was p- very popularly known as a clairvoyant. Um but when she first started this career of, you know, going to these houses and painting them, she was actually a skeptic of ghosts. Um she claimed that uh Really? Yeah. She said that people, uh, you know, just kind of, she didn't really think that it was real. Like, she thought people were just kind of telling stories, even though she was a, you know, she didn't know what clairvoyancy was. She kind of has talked about that she, she thought everybody was clairvoyant. Like, she thought everybody could kind of see into the future. Um, And so she didn't really understand that she was different until, like, age 12. And then after that, she didn't really know if she believed in the stories that she was hearing. So I kind of find that kind of interesting and strange at the same time. Um, but she was tested yeah. on her clairvoyance. Now, this is somebody who was, I think, friends of theirs. Um, but also it was like an actor turned psychiatrist. Um, so I'm not like sure how well this test was like scientifically researched, you know. Um, but it did conclude that she was far above the human average of clairvoyancy. So, she was tested. She was clairvoyant. Um, and they claim to have investigated over 10,000 cases involving demons, ghosts, and haunted instances and objects. Um, their biggest cases, of course, have all had film or TV adaptations, um, including Annabelle mm-hmm. the Doll. Uh, the Perrin Family, which later came to be the Conjuring uh, movie, The Amneville Haunting, The Enfield mm-hmm. Poltergeist, Arnie Johnson, or The Devil Made Me Do It case, uh, the, I can never pronounce this name right, but the Snedeker House Haunting, and the Smurl House Haunting. Um, they obviously all have become very famous. Um, Ed and Lorraine were very much popularized they did lectures they went around the world kind of or not world but at least america um talking about hauntings talking about demons 
they were self-proclaimed demonologists. Um, and they, you know, up until, I mean, still today, they are one of the highest regarded, well-known, well-known yeah. hunters in the world. Um, <laughs> but unfortunately, they obviously have skeptics. And the more, I hate to say this, but the more research I did for the story, the more I believe they're skeptics because they contradicted themselves a lot um, and they refused to even let skeptics come on a lot of their investigations, claiming that there is no scientific evidence for spiritual activities, which, I mean, that's your career. You should at least have some kind of evidence for it, you know? Yeah, and especially right. if you have in a whole museum that you call the occult museum, you've got evidence, so you're finding evidence. Um, so yeah, um, there was a society. I think they kind of did this to be petty, but the society called themselves the New England Skeptical Society, which, as you remember, um, Ed and Lorraine's was called the New England Society of Psychic Research. So I think they mm-hmm. kind of tried to be a little petty about the naming of their society. Um, but the society um, was kind of headed by a man named Steve Novella, as well as uh, Perry DeAngelis. Uh, DeAngelis? I don't know if I said that right. Um, and many in the community of, you know, researchers and skeptics, but also hunter, like, you know, ghost hunters and ghost researchers, um, started to claim that the uh, the Warrens weren't as good-natured as they made themselves out to be in a lot of the cases. Um, especially in their famous cases, um, uh, Annabelle, the doll, has been, uh, multiple times they have found that there was a Twilight episode, or a Twilight Zone episode, um, seven years prior to the, you know, finding of Annabelle, the doll, uh, that it had a doll named Annabelle who was a living doll and was haunting the host's oh. families. Well, we had, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying that the, like the doll probably wasn't haunted, but it just, there was a lot of similarities between the twilight zone episode and what yeah. the, the Warrens and the family of Annabelle claimed to be happening. Um, also, mm-hmm. um, the Amityville Horror Haunting, the Perrin Family Haunting, which is the Conjuring movie, um, as well as the Snedeker Family Haunting, um, have all kind of been debunked, um, and have all kind of, as, like, some people believe still believe in it, but they uh, basically have kind of come forward, like, many members of either the family or people who knew the families involved in these cases uh, came forward and said they either faked the evidence or, um, like, they couldn't find the evidence that, you know, they were giving. Um, so those three have all kind of not really been debunked, but kind of by by non-ghost hunting, you know, people and people who really want to believe these, they, they've kind of come forward and said that a lot of this these are just stories or faked hauntings um and actually the so the worst case is in the Enfield poltergeist which is in the UK um many people who were actually involved in this case 
um, said that the Warrens showed up for one day, they were uninvited, and they didn't really do anything. They just kind of came there to, got the, to get their names in the paper and then left before any of it was actually resolved, which, if you've seen The Conjuring 2, they themselves and many of the people who are, you know, making movies out of this make them out to be the heroes of the story and that they saved this family, you know. Right. But now, like, most of the people who are involved of it, even in, like, the community, the ghost hunting community, they they say they barely came, they showed up, didn't do anything, said a few words, claimed there was a demon, and then left. So this is kind of a common theme with a lot of their cases lately. Um, they... Even being called demonologists is a self-proclaimed title. They don't really have any sort of background in, you know, even the church. They don't, they're not blessed. They're not, they weren't, they didn't go to, you know, school of any kind for this. They both just went to art school. Um, and they just kind of started investigating as a hobby. So they don't really, they, as much as like, you know, Obviously, they have the experience. They've been doing this for, you know, years and years and years. Um, a lot of people claim that they just don't have the credentials that they are claiming to have. Um, and then the, so the New England Society of Skeptics uh, also claim that the couple refused to really let them see any of the evidence that they claim to have, you know, gotten from any, all these cases and that the items in the museum are basically just, you know, off-the-shelf Halloween junk, um, and that the, the, you know, the stories they tell you when they go to these museums is basically just a bunch of fish stories of uh, conclusive evidence that got, got away. They don't have any more, like, stuff that would have showed that ghosts were real, but slipped right through their fingers they didn't get you know this or they didn't get that to actually have this evidence anymore um and even some people claim that uh they're not very good at conducting scientific investigations and oftentimes have predetermined conclusions that they adhere to um literally and religiously so a lot of people are basically claiming that because they are self-proclaimed demonologists and members of the Roman Catholic Church that they're going into this saying it's going to be a demon because we need it to be a demon to scare uh, non-religious people, which they have actually said. They proclaimed that demonic forces will, are more likely to possess people who lack faith. And it's kind of an odd thing to say, like, you know, if you don't, even, the, you know, there's more than just one faith so if you're saying that it's a demon is only going to get people who lack the christian faith that's a lot of people that you know you're basically singling mm -hmm. out who maybe just don't believe in demons and who knows if you could just claim that there's a demon inside someone who lacks faith so it's easy to do that um many of the churches and the catholic diocese that they've worked with in cases um, have come forward to claim that they are very insincere about the cases and most of the time they're just there to sensationalize the case so that they can basically sell it for profit. Because, yeah, And so mm. 
These are a lot of stories that have come forward in the last couple years. Obviously, The Conjuring movies are huge movies. There's three of them. They're, you know, blockbusters at this point. Um, And unfortunately, one of the biggest stories that have come out of them is that Ed unfortunately started a 40-year relationship with a 15-year-old girl who then began to live in the house and lived in the house with Lorraine and Ed for 40 years. And this was kind of brought to... 40 years? For 40 years. She was 15 when she met them and she didn't leave the house until she was like 40 or like, yeah, almost 50 years old. 55? Yeah. So... Mm -hmm. Uh, or maybe she left the house when she was 30. I think I did read she left the house when she was 30, but the relationship continued on until she was 15. Um, I think even until Ed died, to be honest. Um, but this actually came forward because a producer or somebody involved in the Conjuring movies, um, it was, he was involved with the first one and then he somehow didn't, they cut him out of profits for the next two and so he came forward with an NDA that everybody on the film had to sign that was created by Lorraine um, that said they're not allowed to talk about anything bad about the Warrens during these movies, including child pornography and underage sexual assaults, mm-hmm. which many producers in wow. many producers have now come forward and saying that that has never been something that they've signed during a, you know, biopic or documentary right so it was a very odd thing for Lorraine herself to come forward and make them sign so she was involved in this yeah sexual with her husband yeah I mean the the person lived in their house I mean right I mean obviously it's a 15 year old or budged to be a 15 year old but was it just like a polyamorous relationship that I don't kid, the, you know, think kid, so. You know, the kid was just it, it, not right, but I don't think so because the one article okay. I read where the woman came forward, she's I don't know if she's named or if she just wasn't named in this article, but she came forward and basically said that um, at the time when she was in the relationship, when when she was living in the house, she found it odd that Lorraine allowed it to happen. Um, but then also she had become pregnant oh, and okay. Lorraine made her get an abortion. Um, and, uh, they basically, they basically took her to the abortion clinic, made her get the abortion and then drove her home. Both of them, Ed and Lorraine drove her home and gave her a lecture about, you know, extramarital affairs. Safe sex? Yes. And safe (laughs) sex, which as, you know, despite being, you know, you know, besides being ghost hunters, obviously people of the Catholic faith are very strong opinionated on what you know abortions you know right whether or not right. you should get an abortion right. so it's odd that they would even have that happen yeah but so unfortunately yeah. with all the research i did for this because i love uh, i you know i i'm a huge fan yeah. of ghost hunting you're kind of ruining everything i know and i'm really sorry and i love those movies i love i love all the cases that they worked on but unfortunately, mm-hmm. I actually did this because, and had, I'd started to kind of question them when I watched the third Conjuring movies. Like, obviously, it's a dramatization, but it was very. I don't know if you guys watched the third movie. It was called "The Devil Made Me Do It." 
Um, it was very, very, like, uh, hard-handed on religion. Um, it was just basically, like, anybody who didn't believe in uh -huh. God was, you know, after the Warrens. And they were, you know, trying to do something bad. And it was very heavy-handed. And I didn't really right. like the movie. And so I kind of researched whether or not it was, you know, real. And it, I'd seen a lot of articles, you know, claiming that they used religion against a lot of people when they would do these investigations. I, I think um, even when she was still alive, she, you know, she said these movies had been exaggerated because, I mean, right. she didn't claim that they were completely factual. She said, you know, they have been, you know, exaggerated and, because they want to make it a movie. Well, they want know. to make it a movie, and th and that is common. It's very common to, you know, they can't say this is a true story. It's based off a true story, you know. Um, but she was based a consultant. If she you was did a story she, about a person's life. It's usually exaggerated. Even. Yeah, but she was mm -hmm. a, she was a consultant on the first Conjuring movie, so she let she allowed the things to the basically the movie to have the certain things in there. I don't know that I can't remember any of the Conjuring movies. They're really good. I love them. They're like really good, and I think they're really good yeah, with jump they, scares. If you like yeah, horror they, films. Well, they just, I, I'm looking up, because they came out more recently, in like the last It was 2006. Years, right? it, I think 10, the first years? one came out in 2016. Oh. Or maybe the second one came, I don't know. The, um, the, yeah, the Conjuring, it's 2013. 13. It looks like because I yeah yeah, and so I will mean, yeah. also say in their defense, you know they were pioneers in this kind of movement. So right, people were very critical of what they were doing. Right, you know? right, right. There's obviously going to be critics, especially with you know what you're seeing. Um, right, right. Uh, but I do think I mean, I mean I think one of the biggest ghost stories ever is the Amityville horror. Right. You know, that's been made into multiple different movies. But then also Annabelle. I think that's a huge thing that, I mean, if you look at all the, the side, I don't know what you, like the, like Chucky is kind of like the same basis of that. Right. You right. know, or stuff like that. So, well, I think that um, one's based off Anna, more of the, Robert Anna the Doll, doll than Annabelle. Because there's yeah, also or, Robert uh, the Doll, which is another yeah. famously uh, haunted doll. Yeah, I, I can remember when they first Chucky came out, they first, first started hearing about them, and they did the Annabelle horror movie. Well, first it was a book, yes. which was, was really scary. Um, <laughs> and then um, it became a movie. Mm -hmm. But, you know, when I was watching the movie, I, I literally I knew this Oh, yeah. I'm not watching these movies you know? thinking, like, oh, this yeah. must have happened. Right. Um, right. But... Even so, I, as much as I want to believe that they did this, they, they they became researchers and demonologists out of the bottom of their heart. Um, as we all know, the, fir the first place I saw uh, Lorraine Warren was on Paranormal State, the TV show that we used to love yeah, to watch. Yeah, me, too. me um, too. And we've talked about it before, maybe not on this podcast, but the the main guy of paranormal state has been arrested for frauding, you know, millions of people. Right. And so, she, right. you know, she's his, obviously Lorraine's his friend. And even if she's, 
you know, just an acquaintance, she's, uh, she's a clairvoyant, so she should see ill intention from people. <laughs> should have seen that. She should have seen that coming. Seen that. I didn't know. I didn't know there was a place to go where you could be tested for. Well, that's the thing is that it, it, the 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 tests that she was given was like somebody who was an actor turned psychiatrist, um, yeah. and it sounded like it was like a family friend. So I don't really know how okay. well that test, you know, tested clairvoyance. Because I want to get tested. Let's see what <laughs> level I am. Well, apparently, you know. You can get it tested. I just don't know. You got to know somebody, I guess. Where is their museum at? It's it was in their home. Uh, let me see. Uh, in Connecticut. Yes. I don't. Uh, it was out of their home. I know that for sure. Okay. Um. I kind of feel like I've seen something in there one time too. Yeah, it was in their home. It was in the back of their home in Monroe, Connecticut. Connecticut, okay. You know, we've been by their that um, um, and what is it called? Anamini. Amniville. 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 We've driven past that house before. Oh yeah, when we were out in Connecticut. We were in Massachusetts. Yeah. 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 And it looked like a normal house. As much as I want to believe that one, it is... It was nice. It's, it's almost one of those ones that's too good to I be true. I have heard that one... Because... Yeah, and I have heard that Anna Vivelle has was debunked or yeah. not well, true. Well, I mean... They, you can't deny that there's a bunch of murders in the house. That yes, well, and so that was one of the things, is that the people who came forward to basically debunk the story was actually um, the family members of the murdered people that, like, basically... The fact that the the family who claims that there was a haunting was only there for 28 days because it was so bad that right. they, they couldn't stay there any longer. But they never called the cops. They never, other than these investigators who came after they left the house, they never, you know, showed proof to anyone uh, before they left. And a lot of their neighbors came it was forward. It kind of really just their defense. Yes, the, yeah. Uh, no, uh, for leaving the house. So, you know, um, I don't know. It basically, their well, their neighbors are basically just saying that they came up with an excuse to leave. Okay. And the the family members of the murdered people that came before it. So basically, the the, uh, the family who claims there's a haunting. I need to look up their names. Um, I mean, you got to admit if you lived in a house that all these people were murdered in. You're probably going to be a little spooked. Well, you're going to be a little spooked, a little but bit. so on your mind. yeah, they're going to be a little spooked. But they also knew that the murders happened yeah. before they moved in. It's not like they moved in and then found out about the murders. They had oh. found out there was a murder in the house and researched it yeah. before they even moved into oh. the house. So that's where a lot of people are claiming that they basically, mm. even if these, you know, they these, they knew, they knew that they knew the deep, they knew. They knew the details of the case, and so they basically used that as evidence to, like, hauntings. Right. But did they know the people that lived there that died? I don't know if they knew them they personally. They didn't know them. No. But they knew of the murder. Because that was a big news story. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Right. And then they get the house for 
you know, right. a super, super good deal because of this. Right. Mm-hmm. Huh. So, yeah. Interesting. Interesting. I still believe in ghosts, and I still believe in this, you know, paranormal research, but... And I think, I think... Yeah. I still believe that Lorraine was a clairvoyant, um, but I think that maybe yeah. they used fame and fortune in the wrong ways. That even oh. if some of these, even oh, if yeah, some of these cases are real, they basically uh, they elaborated. Yeah. They elaborated and they exploited the it to it. get the money from it because they basically would then use that case yeah. Yeah. in their lectures, and then more people would come to their lectures and right. listen to them talk. So I with, I guess my question. And to kind of defend them, though, too, you know, like, okay, so critics are saying they didn't have any evidence, but, I mean, what kind of evidence would you be able to get of demon or, you know, ghost activity back in the 60s, 70s, you know, like, now there's all kinds of technology available. I was thinking that, too, when you said they were self-proclaimed and there was no evidence of them really. But they were, like, the first, they were, right. Well. And they were, like, the first. Yes. And maybe not first, but they were That's just like somebody who is an author of a book that they just wrote on their own. Doesn't mean you have to have a degree in it or anything. You can write a book on your own. If you're gonna claim to know information, you need to have to be yeah. And to be uh, a background in that information. Yes. Um but so so basically people came forward and ask because that's the thing is that the Warrens would basically say they had all this evidence of demons and ghosts and they have a white lady caught on camera that they caught on camera and filmed um but they wouldn't let anybody watch this tape outside of their house so they wouldn't let people take this tape and this video and analyze it um and so when people would watch it it was basically like any other Bigfoot or UFO sighting where it's very blurry. Um, it's the, the, the apparition is so far away that you can't really tell if it's a person or a ghost. Um, (laughs) and then one of the things, the couple things that I found to be very funny, um, is of evidence that they have in their house is that they have, um, a coffin from a real live vampire that they have met and talked to. Oh. Um, and then they also have, they claim to have met a demon werewolf. Um, and they have, they have something of the demon werewolves. I can't remember what it was, but it's just one of those things where it's like, okay, that's maybe taking it a little too far. Like, you don't have to call it a demon werewolf, you know? Do they have like a, um, family member or something that's running their yeah. estate or so their daughter is running the estate and her husband so their son-in-law is running it with them and he actually released a lot of the stuff that they refused to release um and that's where a lot of like the debunking is now coming in is where people are now being able to see these you know evidence and basically say like okay this is clearly something that they just made up um, the video of the white lady is clearly not clear enough to call it concrete evidence that there's ghosts. Um, and, you know, the coffin from a real live vampire that they've talked to is just a wooden box yeah. that they could claim is anything. 
Because right. it's not the vampire, right. it's just his coffin. So that's where I a lot of the um, recent years after she's died, now a lot of people are coming forward to debunk these things. Most, um, I don't know if you want to call them people that talk to the dead and spirits and stuff. You know, they claim there yeah. are no demons. You know, if, if mm-hmm. the ghost is doing demon things, it's in your mind. Yeah. It's not them, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you're taking it that way. And that's, yeah, and that's really where uh, it started to become unclear to me whether or not the, it, their research was real is because most of their cases, they would come in and say, oh, it's a demon. Oh, it's a demon. This is a demon. There's 46 demons in this young child. You've got to exercise them. And it's like, is any of this just maybe a ghost? Like, just one ghost? Like, why is it always a demon when you guys get here? Like, even the Enfield... You know, like, you know, um, I told about the story about me being up north in the cabin by myself. And yeah, I thought Prudence was, like, in my ear, like, making this really loud right. breathing noise and... And I thought, well, I'm here by myself. That didn't happen. In my mind, well, if it was a demon doing that, like, what are they going to do? <laughs> like, what is it they're going to do that I'm right. being afraid of, you know? Right. They're not going to hurt me or anything, you know? Maybe just, maybe it's a ghost just trying to let me know that they're there. there. I yeah. don't know, but they're not going to hurt you. They're not going to really do anything wow. harmful to you. Yeah. I mean, have, has there ever been any proof that a demon has actually hurt somebody nothing concrete that's the thing is that there's just no you know obviously back in the 60s and 70s you could claim you know somebody was possessed by a demon um but now we know that it might have just been mental illness it might have been schizophrenia it might have been you know you know it doesn't have to be a, a demonic presence it could just be something not like not connecting in the brain and you know schizophrenia is real mental illness is real um and now we're not seeing so many demonic possessions maybe that's because we are openly talking about mental illness we're helping and treating mental that is illness true. you don't really see a lot of current day possessions do you no you don't hear stories of i think you see yeah yeah, you don't hear them like you used to. But yeah, so maybe it is. People are just medicated. <laughs> or maybe schizophrenia and all that, those mental disorders and diseases, maybe they are possessed by a demon and the medication is just working. <laughs> maybe it's just dulling the senses. <laughs> Exercising. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who knows? There's no real, I think there's just no real answer to these questions. Because you could, you believe in science and you believe really in medication, or you can believe in religion and you can believe in ghosts, and there's never a clear answer to one question. I think. I never really did understand like people like are afraid that there's ghosts in their house and like, well, what do you think it's gonna do? I mean, like, it's not gonna harm you. <laughs> well, and some if of there these, is a ghost. Uh, some of the cases that are you know obviously the Amityville horror and um, the Perrin family. They claim to have been, you know, abused by these ghosts. There's, you know, uh, the Enfield, en- Enfield pol- poltergeist. There's the famous picture of the two young girls levitating in the air, and they basically claim that the ghost was pulling them up by their hair. So, I don't know. Yeah, so in, well, I guess, too, is like, there's, like, the Amityville horror. There's 
numbers in that one location at that one house the cecil hotel in california right yeah those you know, like there's multiple oh, mysteries yeah. around that so where the girl got in the water are th- yes yeah there's yeah. and i mean yeah. long well, before that it's got a long history of, one of yeah 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 there's a long history so is there you know are is that just a negative energy place where you know the there's odd things that are happening maybe you know and it's supposed especially the cecil hotel it's supposedly haunted in the amityville house is supposedly haunted but you know if there's no demons what's going on there is well, it uh i think it is I think magnetic it's... field that's kind of wrong so, do you think like in in that like there's spirits everywhere and they're only playing on the people that are gone Gonna take it. I mean, like the girl who drowned in the tank. I mean, mm-hmm. lots of people stay in that hotel. Why did that girl? Why was she the one that? Like my thing is, like, say there are spirits all around us all the time. Right. They they pick up on your fear, and that's where right. that kind of stuff comes from. Most well, people could walk I... right through and not even think about it, but right. they pick up on the people who. And maybe schizophrenia, am I saying that right? Schizophrenia. It's really, it's just a level of of, Of fear. Or a level of picking up what's around you. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because schizophrenia is very much, it's hearing voices, it's seeing apparitions. So it could be very much people who are open and, yeah. Maybe they're the ones that are right and we're wrong for not hearing. Right, right. Yeah, Maybe. I mean, yeah, that is a true, true fact on Maybe. that. But I just, you know, like, you know, you always hear people too, like when they're t- like talking about a, you know, like a haunting or, you know, a demon or something, you know, like I don't claim any negative energy or I, you know, like people are claiming positive energy or negative energy. So I think it is in a sense where like, okay, I'm not going to claim that negative energy. I don't want that to kind of follow me. And I mean, you know, in any paranormal kind of investigation or show or whatever that I've ever watched, it was like one of those things that like, if you don't want the ghost there, you tell it to leave. Yeah. You know, I... like, leave me alone. You need to leave. You're not welcome here. Right. So is that something too, where, you know, they're again, where, you know, like they, they have a mental disorder that's not allowing them to, you know, kind of make that final decision or to, their fear kind of takes over well maybe it's i i think it's almost on the opposite uh end is that those people Mm -hmm. because they're so open to it and because they can see and hear it more um obviously like if you witness something you're more likely to believe it's real where like other people like i think we've talked about this before on here is that sometimes you're just you're willfully ignorant and so like i think ghosts or apparitions or energies feed off of attention kind of thing so like the more attention you give it the more it you know the more it has the abilities to move stuff or um speak or anything really um so you know saying like i don't claim any negative energy and you cannot be here you're basically i guess you're still giving it attention but you're telling it it can no longer you know be around you 
So I don't know. Yeah, you're you're basically saying that you're not gonna you're not gonna give it the attention. Yeah. Welcome that that attention. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But yeah, I mean, I so I, you know, to wrap it up, I really do still believe in all of these things, and I still kind of think I believe in the work that they did. Uh, I just think maybe the Warrens they kind of got the, you know, the famous bug, you know, the, the need for well, I, to tell their I story. I think so, too. They, initially, when they started, they were doing it for the right reasons. And right. Stuff, but they got to afford right. themselves, too. So yes, they right. It and then, right. you know, it's probably what they really were doing would be too boring to right right and so they exploited the cases right exaggerated it then they got caught right i think so i think that maybe yeah and that's what i think it just kind of got bigger and bigger and bigger and they just couldn't they couldn't stop at just regular haunted houses they had to come up with something new and something better and something more and then once they came they came i've seen interviews with her yeah just before she passed where she kind of said that you know yeah you know they definitely had to exaggerate to make a movie of this you know it's got to be right yeah thrilling so right. they gotta yeah, up it and yeah make a movie and i'm pretty sure i heard it seen the interview of her you know saying that. yeah well right. even um well and then it's well i was just gonna sorry i was just gonna say even on that kind of line of thought when i was doing this research research i obviously like i said did some research on paranormal state and that's actually something that they a&E, which is the channel that the show is on, claimed is that they basically found out these stories um, and then would decide whether or not it was good enough. And if it was, they, they would basically make it so it was more, you know, gasping moments and, you know, had more interesting things to go on. And they sometimes even told the team what they were going into or they didn't just to make it more, you know, exaggerated, I guess. So it, it was very much right. not like a scripted show, but there was definitely some planning, and well, so I think that's maybe any real right. Any reality show is not true reality. Yeah. You're going oh, for the rating. I'm thinking about some of the shows that she like would, you know, just like guest appear on. Yeah. Like they'd always bring her in as the expert on whatever right. the thing was. Well, obviously they're bringing her in for the fame. You know, to up the game. Yeah. You know, so she can't really go there and go like, yeah. whatever you know gotta have something yeah and i i feel like i remember the couple episodes she was on it was like she would like walk in and be like oh whoa there's so much dark energy that like as soon as she walked in the door and you're like oh no lorraine oh no and like you guys ever watch the show um i don't even know what it's called but um they go on it's a guy. <laughs> I, th- I think it's just called Ghost around. Hunters. Maybe, like it's a older Zach guy. Braff. Not an old guy, but like my guy, Zach. my age guy. And then there's this other woman that goes in, and they kind of go in separately. Like he oh. does all the real research, and she goes in, and usually she'll make a sketch of the demon or something, and. Then, I don't know. I don't know think I. I don't about? know. I don't think I do. Uh, the one I'm thinking of is not I, Ghost. I, it's Ghost no, Adventures, but that's not. I don't think it's I what think you're explaining. He is a retired police officer. Nothing. He's got black hair, and so they go into like a, a home, 
separately. And he'll go in and he'll like talk to the people there. He'll go to the, you know, the library and get information. And, and you know, he gets all the facts down. But she goes in like afterwards and just gets a feel of the house. And she'll say, you know, there's, oh, there's, this is a black area here. And she'll describe the person. And usually she ends up drawing a sketch of the person, you know. And, but it's, it's kind of funny because this police officer, the investigator, he is like always so surprised <laughs> at what they find. They're like, do this everything. You know? Like, like yeah, I've seen everything. Like, how could this, it is, like, as the person, the person who lives in the house is describing, he's like, oh, oh, man. You know, he's like so animated. You're like, have you about heard everything at this point? You know? And then always, that she did is that is identical you know like the people are totally freaked out when they see this because that's it that's the one we see yeah you know which one i'm talking about no i don't at all it sounds good though no i it sounds don't entertaining either. i don't know if i'd call it like reality but it sounds <laughs> it is good it's like it's like all those shows like when they first start out it's interesting but then you're like okay okay there's a ghost in the house so what are you gonna do <laughs> like what are you gonna yeah right. Right. Yeah, I guess I was uh, surprised that uh, when I researched yeah. it, Paranormal State had six seasons. I feel like that was very long. I mean, I know we were we watched it for a long time, but oh, it just seemed like that. six seasons seems like a long yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't realize it was on for so long either. Mm-mm. But we watched it in college. That was something that we watched. I remember watching it every Wednesday night. Together and watch it. Yeah. Yeah. Matt and I would watch it with all of our friends. Mm -hmm. In the dark, you know, and then they'd all be paranoid. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there's the other one, too, that's on. I think it's on now, where the guy has those, like, big, thick black glasses. He's a younger guy, and he has a team. I think you're thinking, now you're talking about Zach. Factories or old hospitals. You're talking about Ghost Adventures with Zach. Zach something. I don't know his name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one I thought you were talking about originally. Because he's very well, like, a lot of people who watch that show kind of make fun of him because he's so over-exaggerated with his, like, oh, there's a ghost. Like, oh, I gotta get the ghost. Or, like, he'll, like, like, he'll talk, you know, he'll talk shit to the ghost and then he like the second like one little like table squeaks he's like running out the door oh yeah right. <laughs> if you're here make yourself known yeah when they do they like totally freak out well you asked you asked it, it to do this you said something <laughs> yeah and they always have to go in the middle of the night they can't just go in the daytime well <laughs> 3 a.m is the haunting well, hour in, uh, it's the it's the witching, witching hour, hour. Witching. Yeah. yeah yeah that's what that is the, you know, that's the, the thing, too, is, like, when you wake up at 3 o'clock, it's supposed to mean that, like, somebody is there with you. Talking to you. Yeah, I have yeah. heard that. that. When you wake up at, if you wake up, like, every morning at 4 o'clock, which I do, I, like, I used to do it mm-hmm. a lot. Every morning at 4 o'clock, like, how do I know to wake up every morning at 4 o'clock? But that means there's, somebody's trying to, you know, communicate with yeah right attention and i don't know how long so i don't really know how long that that's punching in the face yeah (laughs) i don't know how long that um uh kind of idea like the three o'clock idea has been going around but i do believe um 
in the Amneville haunting, like the murders, uh, the the Robert DeFeo is supposedly murdered his family at like three o'clock in the morning. Yeah. So I don't know if that was like something that started that uh, idea or if it was kind of yeah maybe like yeah oh it started that. Well, I mean a lot of you know people that are into this say that's your time when you're right most at. So maybe it was like concrete, or, yeah. You know, your mind. Is clear. It, yeah. it made it more concrete that that was the time or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And that's all I got for you today. Of the witching hour or the devil hour. It um, looks like it started in 1775. Or as early as 1775. Oh, okay. So, no. Because so, this was back in, like, 1976. Yeah, it kind of goes back. Yeah. I've been to um, Salem, Massachusetts, where all the witches were burned at stake. Mm. Oh. Did you see any apparitions? I'd like to, yeah, I would, I'd like to go there. Um, It looks like, I was reading more, too. So, in Western Christian traditions, the hour between 3 and 4 a.m. was considered a peak, a period of peak supernatural activity um, because it was like a mockery of the inversion of the time in which Jesus supposedly died, which was at 3 p.m. Oh, oh so it's like the inverse. Yes. The inversion, oh. yep. Oh. Yeah. So, yeah, whatever, I guess. But. Oh. That's interesting. I feel like the... Yeah. The Catholic religion is really obsessed with inverse. Everything's inverse for them. 666 is like inverse yeah. of 999, yeah. which is... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so you two have never been to a psychic. No. Well, I went to one in college. Me, I should get a dog. And then I got Zeus, so... <laughs> It was a free, it was a free psychic fair in like the main cafeteria of Central Michigan University. So I don't know if it really counts. Yeah, see, that's what I'd love to go to a psychic. No, I'd love to go to one, but I just don't think I could. I'm too skeptical of frauds. Like, I just, I don't know if I could, I don't want to pay money to just like go there and be like, yeah, that that was cool. You do live in Portland, Oregon. Yeah. Oh, I know. Like, I, I could drive down the street and I could see, like, six psychic signs. It's not a, a lack of ability. It's a lack of willingness. I'm with you. Yeah, I'm with you. Like, I don't want to pay money for somebody to kind of... Because I don't want to pay do, them to... You know, like... Like, it's just... In, it's um, Ask your questions and then tell you what you want to hear. Yeah, well, and that's... Like, I don't want to pay someone right, to exactly. just well, kind of keep, most to keep their doing, career so. of fraudulent things and if i figure out that if i know within a second that they're a fraud like i'm gonna be mad that i paid them money and i'm just gonna keep them in business right so yeah yeah i don't know maybe one day don't you know anybody that's gone to one that could recommend a good one you (laughs) that's about it (laughs) you're the only person i've ever met that said they had a good experience with a psychic Oh, really? Yeah. Because it's all vagueness. It's all about being Denise, vague. Do you remember when you went to a psychic, do you remember what they had to tell you? 
No, because I was skeptical of what they were going to tell me. They ask you questions, and I think they go on your answers. And yeah, they're good at. Most of them are good at uh, reading the language. Yes. And, yes. Yes. And uh, you know, I I was skeptical, so I didn't really want to give out any information because I wanted right. them to tell me the stuff. And you know, they didn't. I mean, I was in and out, boom, bam, because I wasn't giving them any information. Right. You know. Well, I suppose even if they're good psychics, they can pick up on your energy. Skepticism. Like, yeah, I, this person's not into it. I'm not, you know. Right, I'm, yeah, that's true. I guess, yeah, I, did, I didn't I did go to a psychic, but I had somebody that told me that they were a medium back when I worked for the newspaper. And they were trying to, like, give me, like, I don't know if you want to call it a reading, but, like, they were talking to me, and they're like, oh, like, you are, like, really into horses. I'm like, no. Like never owned a horse in my life. Like I don't really, like I had nothing. And then they like brought up something about like cats, and I'm like, no, I am not a no. cat. <laughs> so it's like, and then it's like they stopped after that. I'm like, you're, you're, yeah, you're, you're, you're way off track. Yeah, but yeah, not, not that person. I can just say like, you know, the one that I went to like immediately when I walked in, she's like, you're going to Florida, mm -hmm. you know. How just pick up on that, and then the red car thing. I didn't even get it yeah. until it happens, and I'm like, "Oh, that's the red car," you know. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. There are good ones out there, and I. Yeah, I mean, I would be open to see they one, have that ability. I just, yeah. Yeah, I think I I'd just, be open to the yeah. the. I don't know. I'd open be open to it, but yeah, I agree with you. I don't want to pay somebody to like. I'd be too skeptical about yeah. it as well. So. Yeah. I know. Maybe I should. I should just take a walk and scope things out. Find one. Just well, go I, would, I would. I would get some. I wouldn't just go to anybody. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, what are you gonna well, read? Well, Yelp well, reviews. I guess, <laughs> <laughs> I guess too. The one that I went to in college. You know, she said that a dog was gonna. I was gonna get a dog, and look what happened. I got a dog. Well, I guess she was right. That's a pretty easy one, though. Yeah, I kept on saying <laughs> College that kid. You're at least going to be 50-50% right. Yeah. Because yeah. what college girl doesn't want a dog? <laughs> Somebody that likes cat. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I think, I think... It's interesting. You know, if you do go to one, you got to be kind of open to it and not be defensive you know yeah. yeah i'm sure they could pick up on that too but then again you can't change your life because they told you something right you know, right. Too. right or you can't be you know like dorothy gale and just i'll close my eyes while you pick through my picnic basket right mm -hmm. right 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 so. huh. yeah interesting a little sad, you know. I always liked Maureen more, yeah. and I always thought she was kind of fascinating. But I do too. I do I mean, too. It is probably true, and it probably a lot of the stuff is exaggerated. And then when once it became like once her and her husband became worldly known for what they were doing, it's kind of hard to say no. Oh shoot, we got too far into this. We we're exaggerating a lot of it. So. And just like everything that you do in life. You got to keep topping yeah. what you're doing. You yeah, right. Yeah. You know. Right. 
I'll give it to. I'll, yeah, yeah, I will. I will give you. I'll give it to them, and I'll give it to you guys. That maybe it just got in over. They got in over their heads and just couldn't. They couldn't just right. do regular hauntings. Or anymore. like when you decide to make a career out of something, you you're just gonna keep going. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. Who knows? Interesting, though. I will say I just don't definitely like the fifteen the the grooming aspect. If that was real, and that was true, that's no, that's yeah, definitely that's, bad. Oh. I don't, I do not, I do not condone that. Condone that. Yeah. No. Yeah, that seems really odd. But it also fits with uber religious people. They always are the people who are yeah. doing the worst things. Like what yeah. years did this have been? Uh, like when she was this girl like well he was uh, I think he was in his 40s at the time so I don't know and don't jump all over me ladies but back in the 40s 50s you know people didn't see that as so Scandalous. Oh, well... I mean, my grandmother was 15 when she married a 40-year-old. Oh, you mean the age difference? No. Yeah. Wait, what? Really? Did you just say grandma's 15? Great-grandma. Grandpa Yates. My mother's mother. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Was 15 and her husband was 40? Yeah. I mean, that makes sense because he, like, ran off on the family. No, he didn't. He died. I thought he ran off. Okay, whatever. He died was... when he was 68 and my mother was only six. Well, I guess like I knew that, but I didn't. Re- I thought her mom no, was older too. My what? I thought, so great grandma. Um, I you thought didn't she know was. Her. No, I my know. I thought she, yeah, I know. I thought she was older too. No, he was much older than she was. Mm-hmm. I don't I know if that was that age group. What? Age group or age difference? Difference, I mean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Back then, you know, when <laughs> you just married the boy from the next farm, married the girl from this farm. I mean, it just. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, you married yes. whoever your family sold you to. Yes. You mean? Yeah. I mean, there wasn't, there wasn't TikTok or dating apps to go to. I mean, like. I, it's you just married the first available person. That's yeah, that's fine. But he it was, is yeah, he was a lot older than she was, and she was fifteen and was already a school teacher. So figure that out. She was fifteen, and stopped teaching school because she got married. Because back then, you couldn't be married and still have a career. A teacher couldn't be right because why would a woman be able right. to do two things right. at one time? So she gave up her teaching because she got married like she had a choice i mean there probably was five kids in the whole county you know who knows but still it's not like women had too many choices back then either like okay here get a job for until you get married and then once you get married you're popping up and then when they did get married you know he worked on a um a boat that went up down the mississippi river so mm-hmm. he was gone for long periods of time. You know. Okay, so it you know, says it My aunt oh. My aunt was 19 years older than my mother and her brother was right. 22 years older than she 
that's why I guess I thought grandma's mom, great grandma, was a lot older when she had grandma. She was, and her father was that much older. Uh, I found an article that says that um, a Judith Penny uh, moved into Ed and Lorraine's home in 1963. So he, when she was 15, he would have been 35, 37. Um, so yeah, he was 37, she was 15, he, she was 37, he was, or he was 37, she was 15 in 1963. So. You you keep cutting out when the year comes in. Did you say 1963? 63. Okay. Yeah. That would not have been shocking back then. It, I don't think it would have been shocking, but it is also an extramarital affair, which is still weird. Weird, and it's still weird. We do not condone it. Um, it's still creepy. Um, uh, especially we now know that yeah. relationships like this, when it's a young child and a person who is mature and older, it's very easy to manipulate that young child into believing what they're feeling is you. love. Yeah. Um, and it's you know, you make it makes the child, especially if this child is moving into your house, you make them feel like you're the only person that loves them and you're the only person who can provide for them. Um, so it's a very skewed mm-hmm. power dynamic in relationships like this. Even if it happened and it wasn't looked down upon, it is now understood to be a toxic relationship. But she also yeah. claims that Ed was, the yeah. young girl says that Ed was abusive to both her and Lorraine. So might have just been an Ed problem. Yeah. Typically, he has a male problem. Typical male problem. <laughs> I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying back then people didn't even ask questions about stuff like that. Like I yeah, said, because women didn't have a choice. No, you yes. did what you were told. Mm-hmm. And if you didn't do what you were told, you got hit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And especially and with this, put on makeup to hide those bruises. Make America great again. Don't nope. do that. I did kind of. Uh, I was thinking about it today, and I was wondering. So Lorraine was alive until 2019. She was a very yeah. Catholic person. Very so. Like, was she a Trump person? Yeah. <laughs> did she vote for Trump? Oh. I I don't want to re- I don't want to do research on that, that one. <laughs> I don't want to find that one. <laughs> no. Yeah. I don't know that you'd be able to, would you? I don't I don't think so. I don't know. That's right. A lot of celebrities they were very vocal on if they who they or you know in every election not just. I'm sure um, we would have heard about it by now. I'm sure it would have been a big thing. Yeah. Well, a lot of Hollywood celebrities were secret Trump supporters. Yeah. They didn't come forward until after he won the election kind of thing. Or never did come forward. You know, they just don't say anything. But they contributed to it. Whatever. 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 Do you guys think? Oh no, we better not go there. Let's not. Let's not go politics. I know we get into <laughs> politics the last couple of episodes. I was trying to 
choose a topic that yeah. wouldn't get political. Yeah. You were the one that was wondering if she was a Trump supporter. I know. That's why I asked. <laughs> I said it's I just thought about it today. I know. I just thought about today before we recorded. Just because I was like, oh, yeah, that's yeah. true. Oh, yeah, that's true. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Pretty crazy. Yeah. D, you're awful quiet today. I'm tired. You're tired. <laughs> Too much chasing the kids around today. <laughs> Odin said he was making you chicken nuggets today. Yes, he did. Mm. Chicken nuggets, french fries, pizza, Diet Coke, Diet Coke. pizza. Mm. I don't know what else. Mm. And we were getting bees out of the playhouse. Oh, dead bees. real bees? Yeah, they were dead. Okay. I don't know if they were dead if they, or if they were just a ghost put them there. Well, well, they could have been hibernating for the... Right, that's what I was saying. But... Yeah. Some people are afraid <laughs> of ghosts and some people are afraid of spiders. Which one are you? Which side do you sit on? I'm, I'm not afraid, afraid of them. them. I just don't like them. You, your mother is afraid of them. I'm not afraid of no ghosts. I ain't afraid of no ghosts. I'm not afraid of I'm not afraid of ghosts. I just don't like spiders. That, um, that really went over your ear. <laughs> yeah. I Ghostbusters. Okay, there you go. You know what you're talking about. <laughs> What's the I didn't scariest realize. book you guys ever read? I don't like scary books. I don't read them. But I know you like the chilling or whatever it is. The chilling? Your dad read one. I like scary bugs. I don't know. I mean. Yeah, well, yeah you like Stephen King stuff. Oh, yeah. The Shining? Is that the Shining. Yeah. Back in the day that when that book came out, before the movie and all that, when the book came out, that was a good book. I don't know if I've ever read a book that, like a scary book no One of, I, I like the murder mystery or you know like the true crime yeah kind of stuff you know or like the um the psychological kind of mysteries but i don't know if i've ever read one that was scary scary yeah i i have really wanted to read i'll be gone in the dark um because i heard it is very yeah. like a uh, psychological yeah um, but I don't think it was like scary. Like it right. just it makes you think about because it was be a true crime. It's a true crime. Who wrote right. Uh, well, now that you asked me, um, Michelle McNamara. I know. Oh, I'm I, so I glad that I knew that one off the top of my yeah. head. Michelle yeah. McNamara. Yeah. And I, Is that the book you gave me to I, read? Yeah. Yeah. It's a documentary. Okay. Listen, I yeah. that, listen, I gave yeah. that book to Michelle to read, and she just gave it back to me today. <laughs> I was going to say, I forgot all about it. It's about the Golden State Killer. It's the Golden well, State that's Killer. That's why I made me startled when you yeah. said that name. I'm like, yeah. wait. Yeah, yeah, I just got it back today. I'll um, send it to you. Well, yes. That's a whole new fascinating story, too, because she 
kind of like it, like there's theories that that's what killed her. Right. Well, she involved. got so she got so into it she wasn't taking care of herself. She got she wasn't, so into it. Yeah. yeah. Um. There is. Right. Oh, yeah. She. Tell she me of like a drug overdose, but. Tell me you've seen it's a it's a documentary series on HBO. They do the whole book. No, I yes. haven't seen it. I didn't know that. Oh, it's so, so good. It is so good. You've got to watch oh, okay. it. It's got Patton yeah. Oswalt, who is her husband. Yeah. It's got, like, it, it, and it's her, yeah, right. I don't know if it's her narrating, because obviously oh. she was dead before this the book came out, um, right. but it's basically somebody's narrating, like, clips from the book over basically oh. the, like, yeah. footage that they're going through. It's so good. It's so oh good. Oh. And it's I'll called I'll Be Gone in the Dark. Yeah, because the book is really, really good. Yes. I mean, it really is good. Um, it's been a long time since I read it, but because I read it when it first got released. But um, that's so Michelle had my copy of the book. Right. Okay, so I'd like her. it back. <laughs> I got it back now. Yeah. I'd like to read that. Yeah, it's like that's it. the one that's always been on my list because it is such a. It's well, I guess it's when you when you come home to michigan you can, oh you can uh, maybe i'll grab it then yeah because it, it um it's one of those yeah. cases where that's just so weird you brought it up because she literally gave it back to <laughs> i didn't bring it home and i set it on that cabinet for you to see in the morning jess i didn't oh yeah i didn't bring it up you brought up scary what's our favorite scary book so you technically brought that's that a up scary book yeah that's not a scary book no it's not, it's not scary, scary but it, it's very interesting because it, and that one too is very interesting because it's she wrote it before, before yeah before he was caught and so that like the beginning is and then I think um, her husband kind of finished the book yes asked, asked well said. it was her uh, yeah. it was well, it wasn't her it wasn't Patton it. it was um she was actually working with an investigator on the case yes, and yes, another yes, right, true yes. crime writer, which they, the, so the two people who finished this book now have yes. a podcast and it's called, uh, it, Ooh, I can't, okay. it's, it's Paul holes and somebody else. Oh yeah. Something in holes. Yes, you're right though. It's, then, they've yes, got a podcast right. now and they, so they, that's what they do is basically solve cold yes. cases. And it's really cool. Yeah. Because, and that is, and with her book too, because there was, pieces Jensen. that like it, it were like they had like she never finished the chapters or never finished that thing. so they had to look through her like research Notes. and all of her documents to kind of put things together and put so together. there's there's parts where it's like it just kind of jumps around because they can't they couldn't figure out her pieces but it's I, that was i think the best true crime book that i've ever read or she read was very too. famous for yeah. writing really good true crime cases she was a blogger yeah. before yeah. she yeah. did this um but yes i 100 yeah, right. suggest you guys watch the docuseries it's so good it goes in yeah. it obviously goes into her death before it goes into after they catch um whatever his name yeah. is the and so and, well the yeah. his real name not his, his name moniker too, yeah. um right, so yeah. it goes into basically everything that happens you know as she's writing and then post writing and then the release of the book and then it the final two episodes yeah. are so heartwarming because it it it's the victims getting justice and it's the victims seeing um, this man go to trial. Oh, that is really cool. So it's oh, yeah. so good. So when you have time yeah. this weekend, when you have time, which it is, it's very, it. yeah, it's very interesting too, that um, a lot of those old cold cases are being solved because people are getting DNA 
yeah see where their family are it's like and one like i guess you know like my advice my suggestion would be hey guess what if you were a serial killer at some point in your life don't put your dna yeah not even that like but i think a lot of people that it was like they were like his family yeah but they didn't know but so that's i think it's i think the opposite i think like everybody should go get their dna tested so that these cases can be solved and we can find out if there's a murderer in your family right oh my gosh yeah that is yeah that is a good book i want to watch the documentary now Now they tell us the we had our dna testing way before anybody else did you got it when it was popular when 23andme was popular it wasn't twenty three and me. It was. Uh, it was yeah. You guys did uh, ancestry, did but it was a long time ago. Anyways, yeah. I think our time is up. Yes, we're oh, at we're at an hour twenty. Topic. Thank you, Cassie. <laughs> um, um, thank you again for being with us, and as always, like, subscribe, and share. Hello. Yeah. And. This is all for entertainment purposes. (laughs) Okay? Alrighty. See you guys next week. Next week. Bye guys. Bye guys. Bye.